Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. All right, everybody, it's time for Not Just Blowing Smoke, coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shop Studio headquarters in Hooks at New Hampshire. Be sure to subscribe to us right here on Facebook or YouTube if you're watching us live. If you're uh, listening to the podcast later, then Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Podbean, iTunes, Google, wherever you get your podcast from, make sure you hit the uh, subscribe button there. Welcome, everybody. I am Pastor Padron, and I am here with my co-hosts, Paul, Pablo Maduro, Pat Wente, Dave, and Confused, and in the middle, of course. Is the beautiful debris. 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 Yes. She's beautiful and messy, and we love her. <laughs> Just the way she is. From the 724 Lounge. It's fantastic. And tonight we're going to be having a discussion. Uh, it's going to happen a little bit later on the show about the FDA's definition of pipe tobacco and what it is and how it helps or hurts the industry we'll be talking about that a little bit later uh right now we are going to right start now. smoking this beautiful figurato oh, yes. cigar the cle signature get ready tht eke 03 slash 17 11 slash 18 taa i did not think anybody could beat out kurt, kurt for having a number say, of right? numbers that are relatively meaningless in a cigar like his 1874 the 724 1874 113 mm -hmm. but this takes the cake yes mm -hmm. it does and here's the kicker christian uh, as in christian aroa is totally mum about what those letters mean and he's the 317 not, too he's not in uh, he's not releasing what they stand for what they represent or the 317 which we all assume is a date my first thought what it was that it was the the date of that um crop mm -hmm. of that particular tobacco but who knows who knows what it is uh the 11 by 18 size is a taa release it's only available at uh, cigar shops that are members of the American, um, the Tobacco Association of America. And the only thing he has disclosed about this cigar is that it is a Honduran-grown Cameroon wrapper. Mm -hmm. uh, his father uh, grows this in the Yamastron Valley. Yep. And you see it also, or variations of it, on the Aladino Cameroon. Yep. Um, where it was first used, yes. Where it was first used. But um, the binder and filler are completely undisclosed. He's keeping that very much to himself. And uh, the size is called an 11 by 18. It's something that harkens back to the original Camacho days when uh, Christian was doing that. And it is a 6 by 46 at the bottom, 
54 at its fattest point and 46 again at the top cigar. And we are pairing a patina old a patina fashion cocktail with us. Mm-hmm. Um, Pat, are you able to talk about what's in this thing? Breeze a lot better at a drop. <laughs> well, you made it, so I would hope I you can at you least tell it, us what you're gonna put make, in it. You're going to make Bree talk about it. <laughs> okay. yeah, I, I can I can give you the the dumbified version of it. That's all I know. But... The dumbified version. Okay. Pat Twenty. I'll just version. elaborate afterwards. Okay. Essentially, it is a Bree we use brown it. sugar. We yes. use is it a cinnamon tea? It's uh, an orange tea, an like orange, orange cacao. Um, an ounce and a half of Jack Daniels single barrel, which is all 724 barrel, and a three quarters of an ounce of Grand Marjay, and then three Grand quarters Marnier. Grand Marjay, yeah. Yep. And then, yeah, that's it. And then we um, toast the orange on top to bring out that um, Grand Marnier, too. Mm-hmm. The toasting yes. of the orange seemed to take you a very long time. Yeah. Um, it took you like 40 minutes. So if I had the, the proper tools, I think uh, I would have been a little bit I'm glad more. You're not, I'm, glad you're not, I'm glad you're not a bartender there because I'd be complaining if my drink took 40 minutes. Well, <laughs> I had a better lighter, Paul. We have a big torch. Hello. Hello, Pat. Honestly, it's very therapeutic when you're um, in the middle of a rush at the bar and you yeah. have a slow lighter because you have an, you're just standing there torching an orange. It's you got like the aroma. There's a bunch of people around you, but you're like, nope, I'm just toasting my orange. Sorry, I, get I can't paid help you. To stand around and toast oranges <laughs> with this lighter. Now Pat's like, I gotta toast more oranges more often at work. Well, this, this is a pristine ring around this orange. Let me tell you, you did do a great toast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, now, I gotta say, you did a fantastic job yeah. with the drink. It was well is, worth the time you put in. Very, very good. Let's let's talk about that for a little bit. What do we think of the cigar and the pairing here, Paul? You want to start? Oh, well, let me tell you something. <laughs> I, I think I found my new Ow. favorite pairing right now this year. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, the cigar. Uh, Got a lot of creamy sweetness, a lot of cedar. Uh, there's a like yeah. a light roasted coffee note, mm-hmm. uh, and a nice little bit of cinnamon too. Incredibly well balanced, incredibly smooth, and a beautiful, rich, but smooth spice, specifically on the retrohale. Uh, yeah, this cigar is just. And remember when we first brought this in, <clears throat> Pat was. I can't believe he was saying it. <laughs> he has said that this cigar. Would beat out most opuses, and he's such an opus freak. Not most, some. Well, okay, some. all right. Most. But maybe I'm sorry, I'm, maybe I'm elaborating a little bit, but you did say it would beat out an opus, and I I had to I couldn't believe my ears. So when I I had to have one, and I I will say this is probably one, if not the best cigar I've had this year. Yep. Um, but with the pairing, this is perfect. You got that nice cinnamon flavor with the patina fashion. It goes so well with the flavors here. It's popping the sweet. Uh, cedar cinnamon notes uh, with a cigar, and it's just it, mm-hmm. it doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. It is phenomenal, yep. phenomenal. Absolutely. Yep. It is so creamy. That spice is just um, goes so well with the drink. The citrus from the drink just tangles so well with the cedar of the cigar. Mm. Tangles. Uh, yeah, tangles. Tangles. Mm-hmm. tangles and dangles. It's great. Mm. Yeah, this is Bree, what, do you, what do you think of the uh, cigar and the pairing so far? I'm going to have to agree with all of that. Um, I feel like it's hard to find a pairing that is for any time, any season, any mood. Um, I'm really happy we're having this pairing tonight because this is one of those nights where I was like, I don't really know if I'm... Aren't you happy um, you came? Yeah, 
yeah, I don't know if I'm feeling a cigar or feeling a drink, but <laughs> you're always ready to feel a drink there, babe. Listen, Dan. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I think uh, yeah. <laughs> the toasted orange is actually complimenting very well. Mm. Um, yeah, the, I think this is my in my top three for pairings that we've done. It's mm. definitely like, it's definitely up there. Yeah. yeah. I I do want to give kudos to pat because he was the one who actually thought the patina fashion because of the cinnamon note would go well with the cigar so there you go my brother thank you pat Twente, for your contribution to our show you may about, leave now. it's about time <laughs> pat has now left <laughs> oh my gosh do you think you did a good job pat yeah, so I mean, <laughs> of course, course I did a good job. I wouldn't have said it otherwise, you know. But, <laughs> but I mean, it's no opus. But I mean, going off what Paul said, what though, what does I mean, humility mean? We had these sitting in the in the Shabba humidor. We had these sitting in the humidor, and like no one really wanted to try it yet because like the price point, it's like you know between sixteen to I think nineteen dollars based mm -hmm. on what size. This one specifically is like eighteen dollars. So no one really wanted to try it yet. So I, you know, it looked good to me because mm -hmm. I like the band on it. It complements the wrapper and I like Hanor and Cameroon. So I was like, I'll go for it. So the one thing about this cigar that right off the bat I appreciated was Hanor and Cameroon is a completely different animal than African Cameroon. Mm -hmm. Like the wrapper yep. itself, a lot of the deficiencies with it is gone. It's, it gets rid of that like rustic veiny wrapper. It's more smooth. Yep. And then the flavor, you know, this is a nice medium plus body cigar. It's more of a medium strength. And the, the Canroon, like I said, with the Aladino Canroon, being Honduran Canroon, it, it marries the flavors together. So on African Canroons for me, that sweetness comes out on the finish to where on a Honduran Canroon, it kind of blends everything together. So you're getting that nice baking spice, creamy texture, and like the sweetness spice. underlying it. And then through the finish, it kind of transitions from a baking spice to like more of a black pepper type flavor note which the drink is complementing the sweetness on the blend and then it's kind of turning that black pepper to more of like a muted rich baking spice mm. so it's really complementing the cigar and the finish of both is like this really good citrus yeah okay. i think if somebody did a search you know for baking spice a picture of pat would come up. yes <laughs> we're gonna make sure that that's going forward mm. look for the picture of pat and you found baking, baking spice, spice. Right. cinnamon nutmeg figs <laughs> all right that's baking going on the spice, spice. Pumpkin that's pie, going on the soundboard pumpkin pie crust now before we get any further Bree, mm. um, mm. i think mm. this might be a good time for Ooh. your let me cue that up. Cleaning up with debris. All right, here we here we go. Okay. Mm. <laughs> what am I doing? So what do you have for us this week, Bree, to help us be better 
us's. All right. So um, I know last week um, or the last time I was on the show, per special request, we had uh, <laughs> requested um, a Honan on Patrick. So <laughs> initially, um, you know, there, there were multiple directions we could have gone with this. Um, but after working on the bar with Pat over the last few weeks, I think um, I think it's important today that we address the topic of stress and stress management. So, <laughs> Does he get stress at the bar? Oh, uh, yes. No, a lot of us do. But Pat's stress manifests in a very quiet way. You know, he... He bottles it up all shift, and then he... Well, well there's dis there's stress, and then there's distress. So which is it? <laughs> a little bit of both. But um, it, it tends to come out at the end, you know, when, when he's with... <laughs> like in most things. It they... <laughs> comes out at the end, yes. So, for, for one, so when it comes to... um to a lot of um psychiatric conditions typically uh, the main marker of there being an issue is if the person feels that the symptoms they're experiencing are distressing to them or impacting their social life their mental ability to function you know different facets of everyday life so one thing i've noticed about pat on top of his stress is that he has a very strong sense of self so to some yes. people he comes off as as very cocky he comes off as having a big ego like mm -hmm. to some it's no he's just confident who's saying this about so, me? <laughs> so everybody <laughs> tell me after the show so i want to ask pat so pat how do you how do you perceive yourself generally i know that's a vague question do you do you consider yourself to be cocky do you consider yourself to just be confident or do you just feel that you are always right in every single aspect of matters uh, i'm always right <laughs> yeah okay that was a very quick okay. answer yes so yeah. pat pat experiences no distress about his um opinions on matters and um that's not always a bad thing you know it's important to differentiate between um someone who feels that there's a problem and you know someone who might be um a problem <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i know last time we we said that dave's very comfortable being alone so i wanted to take this as a comparison so dave's very comfortable being alone pat's very confident in his opinions and his sense of self both of those personality traits might be something that comes off to the general public or others as a negative thing. But like I'm taking this something. moment to point out that since it's causing no initial um, social disconnect or feelings of negativity, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's, and I think that that, um, that shows that that's just part of their personality trait. And as much as we might um, nitpick at it and find yeah. it amusing, <laughs> we do find it's, it amusing. It's not a huge deal. Well, it's very interesting to me that, that Pat is leaning towards Dave and Dave is leaning away from Pat. <laughs> it's like he's like trying it. very hard to be alone and Pat trying hard to get away from everybody else. I'm going to pretty get away from the psychoanalytic uh, thing and as well as to put Dave in who he feels is his place, which is somewhat underneath him. Which is funny because if you're watching the video, Pat is very short compared to, to Dave. And I what? don't know that it's because he's what? short, but. 
you know, Pat looks like a little munchkin. I have a tall, I have a tall torso. See, that, that, that's I have a tall torso. We want to get you a boosted seat, Pat. But, you know. Stand up, Dave. Stand up. Yeah, see there. Oh, we got like two inches. Is that two inches? Your bottom's twitching, Pat. Is that normal? <laughs> my bottom? You looking at my bottom? Well, I can't help. I it. stand up. Look at my bottom. It's What's going on here? It's twitching. <laughs> it's stress. Pat is extremely stressed about um, his physical space being invaded as well. Hmm. So I think that's this is. Um, you may have the same. You may have the same leg length, but I think you have a shorter trunk. <laughs> That's what she said. Well, that might be the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. Going on my Tinder bio. Uh, That's what she said. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh. So, moral of the story to wrap up: um, cluttering with debris is um, okay. Maybe Pat comes off as if he has narcissistic personality disorder, but he likely does not, and is desperate personality. Wait, what? <laughs> all about him yeah <laughs> npd pat it's okay that there, is, there are drugs that's for not that. a formal diagnosis <laughs> what's going on it's here? just for entertainment purposes only <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. what can you say about that one solid color green square in the middle of his hat when every other square on the hat is fucked up <laughs> oh language and I it's mean, green. It's like I, green's green is a positive color to me. It is, yeah. Pat, he he sees the green light and he goes for it. It's yeah. a fashion statement. He's yeah. he's yeah. the reason in the middle of the madness. Oh, it also yeah. matches anything I wear because it's different colors. Yep. That's oh. why. Yeah. See, that's why I got my patchwork hat. Where it is doesn't it? matter. Two against one, Dan. I'm not against anything. I'm just commenting that one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> One of these things doesn't. Touches belong. the way of life. <laughs> <laughs> it's like right out of Sesame Street. Amen. Mm -hmm. So you think it's okay, Bree? He's alright. You know. He's alright. He's alright. He's alright. He's alright. Everything's yeah. gonna be okay. <laughs> cha -cha -cha. Can we talk about the the not smiling thing though? Wow. I mean, Paul doesn't smile either. Well, I do. I mean, I do smile. I do. I do smile. I mean, if you, if you know, if I guess if you were to take a look at the panel as a whole, you know, honestly, I may not be smiling all the time, but I certainly smile. I think I. I think we're just what? What do you prefer? Oh no, what were you going to say? I was going to say, as if you look at the the four of us, Pat probably smiles the least. Yeah, that's true. We try to get him to smile. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it sounds like a deflection, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> well, because before Pat came along, Paul was always the one where people were like, Mr. "That Stoic. guy is so serious. He's all he's in business." I'm mode. all business. And honestly, sometimes business. I I wish that that's how I was, because then people, you know, sometimes Paul it's nice because it's almost like a <laughs> I can a teach shield you how not to smile, cutting you off from the people <laughs> that try to initiate contact. <laughs> you just have to you just have you to have the I don't care attitude. Yeah, you have to look me. <laughs> See, but in all of this laughing back and forth and smiling, Pat's just like yeah, stoic. It's just, just stoic. Yeah, I know. Just, just like, what, yeah. what is it again? What is this? Pink, what is... Pinky blinders. Pinky blinders. blinders. Pinky blinders. We've had two people Irish comment Hooligan. about how you 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 look Only like so, one of the gang members from Pinky Blinders. It's because of the hat. Yeah. Well, there's that, and there's the not smiling. It's the, the, the yeah, that right there. The <laughs> yes, exactly. See that face? It's like I'm gonna gut you with the razor in my hat. Yes, the that's hat. the look See, I'm the talking hat. about. It all goes back to the hat. It's the hat. 
is the hat. It's the whole package. I have one of those hats, but I don't look like, no one says, hey, the fat Dan, he's in the Peaky Blinders. No. <laughs> Dan, that's <laughs> because you're a pastor. What <laughs> <laughs> does that have to do with anything? It's a lot. A lot. You of, have a gentle uh, demeanor. Yes. Yeah. Or you, that's what you show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as someone who's seen a much more violent side of Pat, I can confirm the, the gangster thing. The violent side yeah. of Pat. <laughs> Can you film that next time and Patty. show us? I have to see that if there is such one. Just wait until people. Let me watch. see what I'm gonna do to this orange now. <laughs> have someone drop Slim Jims and Chex Mix on the floor at and the bar. And make him sweep it up at the end of the yep. shift. Yeah, yep. you, you might get it. <laughs> oh, Saturday nights. Jump into it. Oh my. Mm-hmm. All right. So <laughs> let let me. Uh, rescue mm. everybody now and and go into a little uh past padron cigar confessions oh okay and this is something we all can talk about here and uh what i want to talk about tonight is over the top cigar accessories and let me tell you something i this came across my my feed today and i just did not know what to do um rolls royce just released their latest travel humidor oh boy uh let me tell you what's in it there is it's a big it's a big like briefcase looking thing and it opens on both sides and the front and the pop tops up it's like something out of a james bond film and what's included in it are two cylinders one cylinder is meant to hold a bottle of your favorite spirit which I would add could not be that. It has to be a regular brown, you know, seven, you know, like a nice bottle of scotch kind of thing. And it has another cylinder on the other side of the thing that is cedar lined and has space for four cigars. Four cigars. And uh, you pop the top, and in the center, you find two hand blown rocks glasses. There is also <laughs> magnetically attached in its own compartment Rolls-Royce themed ST DuPont lighter and cutter. And it looks like palladium, palladium virgins of, of the stuff. And also, again, magnetically attached to this thing. You got, you got a picture you could send me? I can put it up. Uh, is, is, a, is, is an ashtray. Go to half wheel. And, and look it up. The top, the top of the box, which is set up to be a table, a table surface, which you can pop up and use as a tabletop for, for the um, uh, whatever you're doing, is made of obsidian. Okay. Now, how much do you think that costs? I know the answer, so I'm not going to answer yeah. it. Yeah. I know yeah, the answer, They've just too. Pulled, pulled it up, so it doesn't matter. It's more expensive than most cars. And a quarter of what a Rolls Royce costs. I mean, what? They're $250, right? Yeah. Just about, yeah. So for, you know, you could either get yourself a Cadillac or you could get this nice briefcase size travel humidor that holds four cigars all right you can gonna, come to our next bar i'm gonna i'm gonna one. put the picture up 
<laughs> there you go, guys. That's what it looks like. That's what it looks like right there. Okay. And so what I want to talk about is how much is too much for cigar accessories? How? Where do you draw the line between having something that's really nice, that's extra special, and something that's just like the only reason you're buying it is because you have the money to buy it? You know what I mean? I think okay. anything above 5K is a flex. Like, like I, and I was, tell, I was telling Paul when I saw this, everything that's offered in the um, Rolls-Royce Travel Humidor is also offered in Rocky Patel's Party Pack case, which is, now, it's obviously not as nice, but it's like a briefcase looking thing it's leathered it's leathered up but you open it up and what's in it a case for your favorite spirit a place for cigars eight cigars instead of four a cutter a lighter the rocky patel cutters and lighters and two rocks glasses okay but that's 300 bucks is what he retails that as now these are hand-blown rocks like glasses this has st dupont lighter and cutter this has you know other than that, it's just the cases for those things, right? So even if you said Rocky's thing was $1,000, you know, is there $54,000 worth of difference between his party pack and this case? And we've heard, too, you know, like Gurkha has a, has a million-dollar cigar, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It's all studded with diamonds and everything like that. That could be the best cigar you've ever had in your life. But I can't imagine paying a million dollars for a single cigar because it's got diamonds or gold on the on the band. It just it's it to me it just seems very gimmicky. Like you're just <clears throat> you're just trying to make something wicked expensive. And therefore exclusive, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so how much is too much for accessories is my question for everybody here. And maybe, you know, have you ever bought something that, that is really weird or different or, you know, a higher-end accessory? And what was your justification for doing that? Well, first of all, how much does Obsidian cost i have no it idea. depends so i have a necklace that's full obsidian and it 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 kind of fluctuates it's technically a glass but mm -hmm. if you're doing it concentrated on like a flat surface it can get pricey like a, a full obsidian crystal ball can run you anywhere from like 100 to 200 depending on the diameter dollars yes so, so a, like... a a travel humidor made of obsidian what do you think? Like folio? Like, so is it the just table, the table? The top. The top. Just What's, the top, just of, the the top of it. Just is the it top. Like that? It's probably about this big. So maybe so like, like a foot and a half by. couple hundred, usually, I'd say. Okay. So, the and then what, what, what do we get the, what was the, what do you think the cost of the DuPonts we were? Let's, what, 500 each, let, maybe? 600 let's, each? Let, let's say, let's, let's, let's give us the benefit of the doubt. Say it was like 3,000 each lighter or something like that. Let's say the lighter was, was, was three grand let's say the cutter was was 500 bucks let's say it's 1500 bucks for the dupont stuff at, at that 1500 1500 
for the outside. Let's let's give it. Okay. Let's say they made it out of of platinum, straight platinum. Yep. Okay. So we're talking fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred for the cutter and the light. And what do you think? Maybe a couple hundred for the obsidian, and what else does it come with? Then it comes with a an ashtray, which isn't. It's nice, but it's not made of some. So maybe know, fifty bucks. You know, and then but it's magnetic. So let's All say right. it's a hundred so bucks. bucks. It's a hundred bucks. Magnetic and then, don't cost that. And then right. there's cylinders that one is leather lined to hold your spirit. The other is has has a tray in it made of cedar to hold four cigars. So like five bucks. So <laughs> let's just say hypothetically it's two thousand dollars tops for the materials and the cutter and lighter, right? The only way that they would be able to get fifty five thousand dollars is two words. Labor. Rolls, Rolls Royce. Royce. <laughs> that's it. Labor's one. And that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna appeal. That's Sorry, gonna, my that's, bad. that's gonna appeal to the Rolls Royce drivers. <laughs> Is it though? Well, I, well, not just that, I'm, but it's also going to appeal to the to the millionaires then who've got. got then they they've also got to smoke. Well, correct. You know what I mean? but, well, of course, but well, they're not going to fill it with chata oaks. But I mean, it, they're going to they're going to. I mean, my point is that it's only going to Someone appeal to like wood. less than one percent of the cigar aficionados out there, or the cigar is it smokers. With some kind of rare alpaca skin or something. I don't think so. <laughs> I really don't. I think, Give me one. Give me two. So you so the question was so you said that made from what, panda what, leather what you know what I guess there's a, there's a couple of things that we can we can take this and and one is you know what what's the difference between getting a high end something that that is worth paying for in your mind and then are there higher end or weird accessories that you've bought that you think are justified that you have that you think are useful i have a dupont i have a dupont lighter in my pocket i have a, it's a it's a platinum it's a it's a gatsby um gatsby size dupont i've had it for about 15 years it's the best lighter that i've owned and it retailed for 650 bucks now this doesn't do anything different than a bic <laughs> you open it you cut, you, you light it, and you get the you get the flame. It is a double wide flame. Bic doesn't have that. It's got a ping. Dick doesn't. Uh, Bic doesn't have that. But that doesn't really matter when you're trying to light whatever. It's made out of palladium. That's why it's as man expensive jewelry. as it is. Yeah. It's man jewelry. Yeah. It, I like to call it man bling. Man bling. It's like yeah. buying a Rolex. You're you're buying some, a, a normal functioning thing with high end materials, and I've taken care of it it's worked for 15 years i could still sell it for more than what i bought it for 15 years ago it's kind of an investment that way i think that's worth it i don't know that i would i could say that about the rolls royce cigar humidor but that's just me i'm willing to say i could be completely wrong it's not like i've seen the thing but i'm certain that james bond's q could have come up with something with missiles for under $55,000. And lasers with sharks. I wish I had that. It's actually a party humidor. When you open it up, lasers come out of it. It's an assassination box. I mean, in terms of... With Alexa. 
in terms of the guy. <laughs> with Alexa. <laughs> oh, there you go. In terms of cigar accessories, I don't go beyond the six dollar double guillotine cutter, the fifteen dollar, you know, vertigo lighter, and you know, just just a, a good old fashioned, you know, cedar lined yeah. humidor. Or I mean, the, it's you know, maybe maybe a couple. The, $50 Android phone either. Not even that. <laughs> Not, Not even, even that. that. Maybe five. <laughs> Maybe five. With a crack screen. With a crack screen. He got it out of yard sale. It's seven years old. <laughs> Literally this month. But no, I mean, I'm. His I'm, nephew upgraded. I am, I am a, he I am, bought it off him for five bucks. I am probably a utilitarian. I am a. Uh, less is more kind of guy. I I, I do not more. need I do not need a fifty five thousand dollar travel humidor. Even if I had the money, it would, it would you would never find it in my house at all. Yep. Never. Never. Fifty five thousand dollars could buy you a nice car. I could maybe justify that if I had the money, but other than that, and even today's world, my God, you know, look at, I mean, well, we can go down this you road. Barely again, buy a truck for 55000 Exactly, you know? Dave. Sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 is the average price for a good, you know, Super Duty truck or, you know, F-150. I mean, if you're talking roll-up windows, you're still talking 40000 Yeah. It's crazy. So, I mean, yeah, it, so cars are definitely going huge yeah. right now, but still, for accessories, it's just a, it's just someone who has money and wants the best and like i said it's only going to appeal to a select few and maybe show off their to their party guests and that's about it but even then you know i mean it's just 55 it's like a, like i think it was probably like last year that they came out with this new cutter and it was it was a solid gold cutter with the rune stones what they weren't rune stones they were like diamonds and rubies and everything all over it and what that was also like Fifty-five thousand dollars or something like that. Remember that? Yep. And I'm like, you know, that's something you wouldn't even use. You just have it in the case on your wall. You know, like, what's the point? Uh, you can't take it with you. You know, I don't. I have. I have. Do you know how many apple pies I could make with that cutter? Right. <laughs> I have. I have four humidors at home, and they're all empty. You know why? Because I smoke my cigars. <laughs> it's just I. You know, use it. Use it, yep. or you lose it. Well, we had a twelve hundred dollar Dupont lighter that you know sat in our, in that uh, display case for months until someone finally bought it. I think it was last Christmas. Yeah, and uh, there are people that you know. There are people out there that that appreciate that and and don't mind spending it, but it's going to be like I said, it's going to be the select few. You know, I mean, <laughs> don't forget. That. I mean, not no offense to to the people who have money in the state, but we are New Hampshire. We're not New York City. Yeah. You know, you know, we're not Paramus, New Jersey. You know, we're not Naples, Florida. We we you know we don't cater to the certainly to the not rich. any part of California. Right. We don't cater to the rich here, so mm. it's it's going to be the select few that would buy that. Yeah. Uh, I think that's going to be that's going to be the accessory that would be you know sold probably in the bigger wealthy cities. It's really not going to be sold here in London, New Hampshire. <laughs> I just can't get over the fact that it's you know twenty percent of what a Rolls Royce would cost. Yeah, and that's the and what what happened? Okay, what what would if you have enough money to get that, you might as well just get another. Rolls. If it wasn't named Rolls Royce, what do you really think the cost would be? Fifty bucks on Amazon. Tell you right no. now. Probably, no, maybe I, maybe maybe couple, maybe a couple, couple thousand, thousand, a couple thousand, couple thousand bucks. bucks. Yeah, yeah, I can see that, but that's about it. You know. Yeah. Now I have I have a couple of you know 
you know, accessories that I bought that are, you know, you don't see much around. Like I bought, I bought a, uh, a cigar tube that, um, it's a aluminum tube and it's in a two aluminum. Well, it's an aluminum tube and it has a little hole at the top and a cap that unscrews at the bottom. And basically what you do is you take a lit cigar and you tap off as much ash as you can, put it into the tube. And then as you put the top back on, all the air is pushed out the little hole that's at the top, which snuffs the cigar and any leftover ash falls through a one-way trap on the bottom of it, trapping the ash away from the cigar. And you can enjoy the cigar again anywhere from a day to three days later and not have it be bad. Mm -hmm. That was, I think, 60 bucks when I bought it. I, I don't see them anymore, you know, but that's a unique kind of thing that I've seen. That uh, you know, I use it occasionally. The most I spent was uh, seventy five on that Calibri Duo. Mm -hmm. You know, it's got the B cut on one side, the straight cut on the other. Mm -hmm. You know, and and honestly, I've been gifted like a lot of cutters, so I barely use it. But every time I do, it's as sharp as the day I got it. Because you don't use it much. Well, I use it a lot for the first <laughs> couple months, but yeah. What about you, Bree? Do you do you have any um? Um, cool I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as Paul, except I think the only thing I'm like willing to spend money on are pipes, because I think that yeah, there's value in the material. Like They're literally like art pieces. It's like it's like buying a piece of art, essentially. That is but a beautiful pipe, by the way. Mm -hmm. I just got it uh, last week, right? Oh, really? Yeah. It's, it's the, nice. The sister pipe. My little. Oh. Yeah, we're twinning. Yes, Yay. twinning. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, That's other so cool. than that, like, this is my little Drew Estate lighter from the, the pack. I actually didn't smoke any of the cigars in it, but I bought it for the lighter. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it was that, it was that, like, Fat Bottom Betty or Crazy Alice by yep. pack. Yep. Um, but I, yeah, Fat Bottom Betty. I thought the lighter was really cool, like, $50 pack. And yeah, so it's, I'm not really a big. I'm too afraid of losing things, so mm -hmm. I'm never gonna spend too much. Now on, that's that's on a good. Well, that would be a hundred dollars if it was a Zycar, so that's a good buy. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a good point. You know, one of the reasons that I I got the Dupont was because when I tend to spend more money on something, I tend to not lose it. Mm -hmm. So my cheap sunglasses, my cheap watch, my cheap the, I could for whatever reason those would get misplaced, mishandled, sat on, but if I spent a lot of money on it then all of a sudden i'm keeping track of that thing and there was there were there was several years i'll admit this where my dupont was like the ring of doom you know it was constantly putting my hand in my pocket to make sure it was still there it had taken over my life and god help me if it wasn't where i thought it was i would rip the place apart looking for it i mean but, i i mean i bought a pair of uh, oakley Straight jackets, which cost about one hundred and fifty bucks. Straight jackets. What they call it? Straight jackets. You mean it's, like it's no, no, no. straight jackets? No, no, no. The it's the it's sunglasses. So it's <laughs> me and my wife bought these straight jackets. Yeah, well, we use them it's all very the time. comfortable at night. <laughs> yeah. when, we're, when we're when we sleep together in our twin separate beds. 
<laughs> Keeps my hands in my throat. <laughs> but I've been, I, I've beaten the crap out of it, and I've had it for 15 years. <laughs> of course you would have beaten the crap. Uh, stupid jacket. Pick that. Glasses you're talking about. Yeah, sunglasses. Yeah. So basically, it's it's just a black pair of of you know. It, you know, it doesn't it doesn't go all the way around your head, but it, it comes right back to the back of your ears, right, and, and right, it's right. Uh, you know it's it's all black. And I've had to replace the lenses once, and uh, but I've had it for 15 years, and you know it's kind of looks like it looks like my dog had had gotten a hold of it and chewed the the earpieces off. That's that's how you know much I've beaten the crap out of them. But that's cool. But it got, again, I, I I never really buy anything that expensive for myself. Mm -hmm. I really really do I ever. There were several years of my life where my DuPont was worth more than the car I was driving. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. We've all been and, and there. I knew it was 600 bucks. So <laughs> We've all been that'd there. be saying something. Mm -hmm. Now, Pat, you've been very quiet. Have you, um, do you have any like really cool cigar accessories that you've bought in that? No, I, um... Pat doesn't have anything. Oh, yeah. I mean, usually <laughs> I have like Prometheus. Yeah, I buy Prometheus lighters. They're like, I think they're ninety nine, ninety five or something retail. I have two of those, and then I have a Zycar that I don't even know the price on it. This is back when I think Zycar was better. It's like <laughs> ten years old. It's from like ten years ago. It's really reliable. Nice single flame. Karibi. I bought it for soft my flame. It's also got a cutter on it, which is really cool. Yeah, and then I pre-ordered one of those Ox Society Opus mm -hmm. tubos for the cigars, and that's like. With shipping and everything just over 300 so i don't know so nothing nothing on the 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 level of like four or five six hundred bucks and up no i mean like I, i've looked at duponts and it's just i don't really see i mean not that i you know look at people that have them and say wow because i think when you spend money like that on something that's a simple item it's i guess i'll say luxury mm. And whenever yeah. I get something that I would consider luxury, it's usually a convenience thing. Mm -hmm. Like it makes something more convenient for you. Like if there's like a luxury pack in a car, all this stuff in the car is like convenient stuff. And if like, for instance, like that, you know, Tubo I bought, it's convenience. It's I can carry my cigars and it, it does basically what yours does. Mine, it doesn't have that trap door feature. Right, right. But it just makes it more convenient just to, you know, carry cigars out. And obviously it's a little flashy, it has Opus stuff on it. But... Practical even. Yeah, so. Well, you're a flashy guy. You're the best dressed guy in, in twins. With your suit on and everything, selling cigars. You know, I take pride in it, you know? Yeah, good. Pride. Pride. That's what we need. Pride. Yep, pride. All right, we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we're Wait. going to do our little discussion on the FDA's definition of pipe tobacco and how good or not good it is. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Yeah. All right, here we are, everybody. We are back, and uh, we are smoking from beyond Cornell and Deal's latest small batch. And um, let me see if I can get my computer to work here. And uh, of course, it is not. Uh, it is a particular blend of tobacco that. Um, yeah. Uh, Jeremy Reeves, who's the blender at Cornell and Deal, put together to kind of bring the kind of experience he had when he smoked a 1980s era version of Nightcap. And um, very, very good stuff. 
and so it's a english blend it's got virginia it's got orientals it's got latakia it's got perique in it and the idea is that it is a you know it's supposed to give you that kind of feel of a 1980s era nightcap blend and i think he got really close to it this blend even has that old musty mm -hmm. smell and flavor that you would get in an old blend i haven't ever smoked anything from the 1980s we have on the show actually smoked a five-year-old aged uh tin of nightcap and uh we did that fairly recently and even then you could have that kind of little musty smell to it but uh this is this is really really good and we are pairing it with that bottle of liquor that you see over there the 724 barrel select version of 1792 brie can you talk about that a little bit yeah so um as some of you may know um each year we pick out our own select barrel spirits um at the bar we have our you know our jack daniels our old forester all that jazz um 1792 is one of our more recent ones and um until yeah i'd say up until our 1792 um, our old Forester was the most potent one. Um, so, you know, this is 1792 Foolproof, um, which is becoming a new fan favorite. Um, it's it's going to be a little bit bolder, a um, little bit more peppery. Typically, when people order it, they'll they'll have it with an ice ball, <laughs> unless yep. they're just going for um, that straight intensity. Um, it's definitely more comparable to a rye. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm excited to see how it um it goes with this um louisiana perique now let me tell you a little bit about what's in the tin here uh the tin description from this uh 2021 version of my of uh, from beyond says taking inspiration from the popular lovecraftian the old one series yes. cornell and deal's small batch from beyond is a rich potent and incredibly complex english mixture captures Headblender's Jeremy Reeves' impression of a wonderfully aged 1980s era tin of Dunhill Nightcap. Balancing full flavor with robust strength, it's handcrafting using a host of rare tobacco varietals. Eastern North Carolina Red Virginias from 2017, Bright Canadian Virginias from 2017, Turkish Izmir 2018, Greek Bosma 2019, Cypriot Latakia, and Genuine St. James Perique. <clears throat> the flavor is dark, rich, and subtly sweet with a smoky, incense-like quality evocative of shadows in the woods. <clears throat> shadows oh, yeah. in the woods. That sounds like a description I wrote. Mm. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> so... From the cabin in the woods? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Walking down um, the path, crunching oh pine needles. Oh, my gosh. So I get, you know, um, you know the the Red Virginias, I think, bring some deep stoned fruit notes to this. <laughs> stoned. The bright ones, some citrus tang, some hay and wood notes. Hay now. The orientals together, you know, floral, uh, gentle spice, some cedar notes to them. And the St. Mm. James Perique, to me, is very figgy raisiny and brings that piquant spice especially in the retro i i think reeves really hit it close mm -hmm. 
obviously, like I just said, I never have had a 1980s series nightcap, but that old aged taste and aroma is there. And it's very similar to nightcap. So I think I'm going to say that, that he did it. It was limited to 7,600 tins. And so when it's gone, it's gone. Um, mm. What do you, what do you think, Dave? I'm on my second tin and uh, it's like, it's like walking in the Kangamangas, just crunching on pine needles. Walking you know? in the Kangamangas, crunching on pine, pine needles. needles. Man, it Baby. is old. Baby, let me tell you. It is old and from beyond, man. It is good. I mean, I was going to say more like walking through Freetown State Forest in October, but okay. Same thing. <laughs> Haunted Woods. Oh, Haunted Woods, yes. Pat, what's uh, your impression of the uh, tobacco? I don't have anything better than what you said about it. I'll <laughs> 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 say that, but... Mom, where's the bacon spice, bro? Not on this one. Bacon spice? Yeah, there's a lot of stone oh, fruit. Baking bacon spice. Oh, this is bacon, bacon yes. spice. Bacon. A... Is there any other kind of spice? There's only bacon spice. Mm -hmm. There's a uh, subtle pepper, and I think it's being brought out from the drink. <laughs> and, yeah, just a lot of fruity notes. I really can't, like, myself identify what they are, but it's... I can't identify them, yeah. but I like them. Yeah. Bree, what about you? What, mm. what, what do you think? So this is um, one of the first pipe tobaccos in a while that's truly excited me. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> this is, um, if, if I were to ask for a tin of pipe tobacco as a gift, this would be it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, so for one, um, I'll start with the basics. I'm a huge like Lovecraft, Cthulhu, Mythos mm -hmm. fan. So um, <laughs> the, the, right the, the vibe of those stories is it's not really scary. It's very strange. So mm -hmm. um, there's like a lot of mystery. There's a lot of um, unknown. There's a lot of um, it, it has its own spice to it. And it's, it, I think it, it's funny that mm -hmm. this pipe tobacco, you could almost say the same. Like it, it seems very forward, but it's also kind of complex. Like the aroma itself is very incensey, like you said. Um, right. it, it's kind of shrouded in its own uniqueness. So yeah. I've I've never really had a, a pipe tobacco that had so much brought to the table to the point where I'm even struggling to nail it down. And isn't it like a, a it's like it. it's like it tastes like late fall. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> that's all. Oh, I love it. It's funny. Yeah. I, I've never seen Bree so speechless. Yeah. And say so much. But yes, you know. But you know what's what's really interesting about this too. This blend was originally made for a pipe show. Um, the the and I can't remember how much the run was. It 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 was less than three hundred tins. Wow. Um, for for a particular pipe show, and it was so popular that they decided to bring it back as a small batch. I was gonna say I want all three hundred. Yeah, right. I have one of the original tins. Oh, Mm -hmm. um and so that's aged several years already and it's it's it ages beautifully i can tell you that mm. it's it's fantastic stuff um how do you think it's pairing with the uh 1792 paul well first of all 
on still it, able on, to speak. On, yeah, on its own. <laughs> this is strangely intoxicating. I do have strangely to admit that. Yeah. It's it, 125 it, proof. It's not strangely No, no not the drink. It is the, intoxicating. The, 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 the tobacco. <laughs> so the tobacco, I get a lot of uh, earthy, uh, leathery, musty, smoky notes out of it. Um, with the drink, it, it for some reason, it, it mute it mutes a lot of the flavors initially because I think it's such a strong drink even with even though we poured so much yeah, water into it just to, just to keep the burn factor at, to a well, minimum you poured so much water uh, yeah I had to because I'm I didn't want it to overpower Pat, the... pass, pass your water Paul I'm still yeah this we're, is still, we're still third, adding to it the third little bit of drips but if here's, <sighs> the, here's the thing if you give it just maybe about 10 or 15 seconds and let that you know, subtly come off your palate, and then mm. take a take a, a few draws of the pipe. I'm getting a lot more of those cedar f Virginia notes from it. So it get, I still get the earthy, musty, smoky notes, that leather. But then there's like a, there's like a, a tingly cedar flavor I get out of it. So I think that this is helping to pull out maybe after 10 or 15 seconds those cedar notes that I'm not getting on its own. So I, I will say this is a Somewhat complimentary pairing uh, on a foolproof basis, but it's, <laughs> it's certainly, uh, I think. If you're having it foolproof, you can't taste a damn thing. Yeah. I mean, if, I would love to see this without any water or, or ice to it because, yeah. We well, would... I was going to say kind of on that note. So I haven't added any water yet to mine, but I also have, I've taken more like, um, like very tiny sips, like more so to kind of just coat my palate like the last time. Um, and I, I'm finding that if you take like less of a sip, even mm -hmm. if it's just um, the straight whiskey, not watered down at all, spit. you almost get like um, <laughs> a minty flavor that's coming off of it. There's like a, a minty kind of overlay. Minty. And Mint? I, I think that the reason it's happening is because um, the spirit is so strong mm -hmm. and it still has those notes of vanilla mixed in. And then when you pair that with the pipe tobacco, which is very incense-y, very sweet, it's contrast kind of creating of that contrast. Yeah. 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 Something so to basically try. Oh, I would definitely say it's a contrasting pairing. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. But it works, yeah. But it works. So basically what you're saying is your palate goes, what? Yes. WTF? Exactly. <laughs> what are you doing to me? Precisely. Give Dan. me more. Now, I'll tell you, having... You having Three separate times added several drops of water to this. <laughs> Sally. I mean, good grief. I mean, th this has still got the burn. Yes, I I'm does. serious, Dave. You you put like half an ounce of I water got a, in here. I got a cube in mine, but Bree's doing it straight up. And, and she's and got it's, the... It's, 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 this is still pretty obviously potent stuff. Hey, Kendra and um, I can hang. But it is fantastic. It is. It, you know, the... the um, uh, I think it's bringing out some more of the fruity notes of the Virginia than I was getting earlier today when I was having some bowls of this mm. just on its own. But it is not a bad pairing at all. No. It's it's really it's it's highlighting the Virginia's maybe pushing the, the Latakia a little bit to the back, but it's still there. Yep. It's not you know, when I'm saying pushing it back, I'm like saying maybe by an inch <laughs> or two. Well you know me, you can push it all the way back. That's fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I just want the I just want the Virginia man. That's what He's just talking yeah. sex. I don't No, I'm not. I'm I like my Virginia. You know I that. like my Virginia. I do. I think I just cringed a little inside. <laughs> so Pat, I think this is the perfect time to change the subject. 
Because <laughs> we all know that Paul doesn't push back. And introduce Pat's briefs for tonight's <laughs> show. Uh, I wish I had an intro for that. Oh, yes. This piggybacking off of the last brief where we discussed the definition, well, FDA's definition of a premium cigar. So this is now the um, pipe tobacco portion of it. And already, before I even read it, when I was kind of trying to find the definition, it's not as highlighted as the cigar definition. So off of my experience from researching, it could be wrong, but I think a lot of the litigation is referring to cigars. And I don't think there's really a lot of conversation with pipes when it comes to a current litigation. Just a lot of tax options. Yeah, but I don't think anyone's really bringing pipe tobacco into the debate, really. I yeah, think not in the fold. I think they kind of need to because this latest bill that's in front of Congress right now, a hundred percent, increases yeah. increases you know to pay for all of these, um, to pay uh, for your payouts, to pay for your payouts that yeah. you've had. They want to increase the tax on pipe tobacco by a, by sixteen times what it is currently. And that to me is is just outrageous to think that you would be, you know, paying that much more in tax for pipe tobacco. Like Canada. Yep, oh, Canada. Canada. But um, so I mean, with the premium cigar definition, there were seven prongs you had to satisfy for it. They were really specific. There were some areas that were really pretty broad, but I think that's for a reason. But then I'll read the pipe one real quick, and you guys can kind of see right off the bat the issue. Yeah. And it's, quote, Pipe tobacco is generally loose-leaf tobacco burned in a traditional smoking pipe with a bowl. Pipe tobacco is a combustible tobacco product. And that's it. And that's it. That's it. Who cares about flavorings? Who cares about casings, toppings? Who cares about blending? Who cares about anything else? If you put it in your pipe and you smoke it, that's pipe tobacco. That uh, what's the difference between that and weed? Yeah, I was gonna say. I know, right? Well, I know they really, and I think that's just because I don't think, because I mean, obviously the attorneys and everything is expensive, so I think a lot of people are just budgeting the premium cigar litigation. But I don't think anyone's really well, putting you know, much the light. interesting thing. I mean, I'm cigar that's smoking the, is the much... lawyers are smart and they want to be able to tax potheads. And that's the loophole to do it. Well, this is pipe tobacco, so it's not factoring in marijuana because it's it says tobacco, so it's, okay. it's not you know it's okay. not just put any leaf in your pipe and smoke so it. So let's tobacco. you know we all know that in the in the whole tobacco world, cigar smoking is a small fraction of that whole world because most of it is cigarettes, right? Yeah. But and if we take that tobacco, small fraction and, and, and a, tax and, it a lot and a small fraction of the tobacco of the of the cigar section it would be pipe tobacco you're talking an even smaller section of stuff than cigars because i i i think we can all agree you know as much as i love pipe tobacco and pipe smoking and i think it it you know if you enjoy cigars and you enjoy tobacco pipe smoking is definitely something you should do because it's a whole different world of tastes and smells and gets you more involved in the mm -hmm. process at the same time i'm very willing to admit that it's a much smaller part of that 
Okay, so so see this increase the tax by a factor of sixteen over what it currently is. It makes no sense. It doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. They're basically saying if you smoke, you're a jerk. You know, that's what they're saying. Because if they were smart, what they would do is they would take something that everybody has to use, like paper towels and paper and toilet paper, and they would increase it they would make a tax for it that's like one percent. Not even noticeable at the retail level. Right. You know? And then they would have all the money they wanted. Yep. Well the tax and thing more. is to and, and that's that's well that's what I'm saying. Deter people from doing it, but people but, are doing it already. So obviously, that's but not it does. It, but it does it, it, that it it doesn't work, and it doesn't it doesn't. It creates a black people. market, and and, and, that's and not good the money that the the idea that well we need this to pay for the health problems of the people who do it. No, you don't. It's for I I, I will concede that for cigarette smoking there is reason for doing that. There is not a whole lot of research on pipe smoking and cigar smoking. Well, there is, that, and, and that, the FDA has proven over a ten-year study that if you're if you smoke two bowl packs or two cigars a day a day, you know who what regular smoker smokes two cigars a day that we comes into our shop? Not many, really. Not honestly. Many. And there's us. Uh, we're screwed. Well, we work here, so that's like our job, but. You know, they uh, after a ten-year study says that you live four years longer than someone who doesn't smoke at all because of the fact that you have less stress in your life, and that's what this is about, people. You have less stress by by uh, engaging in in smoking a cigar or pipe yeah. tobacco because it's not about smoking it; it's about <laughs> tasting it. It's about reflection. It's about um, an experience. Or and, it's taking it's like not, two hours out of your day and just relax. You know, and who you know, it's either some people smoke, some people do yoga, and you don't tax yoga. So you know, <laughs> yeah. there you go. At the end of the day, stress is one of the number uh, one killers. It's it yeah, is the number one killer. Yeah. Totally, totally is. So the one thing about the definition that I find interesting is, is it says pipe tobacco is generally. So it's mm. not even a definitive. Thing. like it's it's generally loose leaf tobacco you know so it's now what does that do when you talk about like uh, uh plugs or ropes or flakes even yeah that aren't yep. technically loose tobacco it's packed together i mean it's well, maybe it's, they be they're talking about the uh, inception maybe it's but, from a but loose it's leaf not tobacco. it's not what it is you know, well, so maybe, maybe they're talking about how it's consumed so if you could take if you take the let's say the black irish x rope yeah, yeah. you have to cut you it chop up, it up and chop it, it up loosely pair it now it's loose leaf and then i mean i think i don't think the other definition for the cigars had it but i mean again you have light and dog tobacco so it doesn't even specify because cigarettes use light tobacco, and then pipe tobacco. Is well, they don't tobacco. have time to go to the tobacco university. Yeah. Well, no, but not even that. But if you're gonna have a definition that they're using in like a litigation, you have to have those questions answered. Because... See again, I, I, you know, I think, you know, you know, one of the things when we talked about with cigars, you know, we talked we talked about how it was important that there, that there weren't preservatives or chemicals or alterations to the tobacco itself. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was infused with flavors, you know, or, or, or perhaps not. Yeah. I know Paul, you know, was, yep. He's infused a pass, a pass, you know, let's not have the infused flavors in his definition for me. 
And for Dave, it was, if it's handmade, if it's a natural product, if it's done in a way that's, that's not scientifically, you know, well, scientifically, chemically, if not chemically altering the, the thing to include more than the sum of its parts, you know, then it's, then it's a, it should be considered a premium, premium cigar. cigar. For for me, you know, obviously there are there are, you know, flavors, things added to tobacco. You know, there's preservatives in almost everything to keep the tobacco from going bad. But um, you know, even keep, in even but that's in, that's regular in like know, industry. Honey, to keep corn from going bad. To keep this from going bad, they put preservatives. They put this. They put that. And that's on our shelves and ingested in 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 all of America and all of the world every day. And it's like, why aren't they focusing on like the bulk of the problem where it's at? Why are they nitpicking on something like tobacco where like less than five percent of the population does it? That doesn't well, make any sense. And, and to your point, Dave, you know, our mom and dad, when he was alive, God rest his soul, you know, switched over to all this low-fat bread and low-fat ice cream and low-fat butter and you know, no-fat this and that. Did they ever lose any weight? Nope. Nope. Oh. They stayed just as plump as they were, just as round or whatever. And, and I, I actually think it was worse. It is worse. I think it was worse for you to have this chemically altered stuff than it would be to just have natural butter, real bread, whatever that was just the straight stuff. You're better off having just straight Coca-Cola. Than to, than have to have the, the diet the, or the, the caffeine-free yeah, diet, the zero or the, or, or the new blend they're throwing down people's correct. throat. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah. That, I mean, if you listen to any of the the health experts out there, you know, God. Well, they're like, whatever. don't even drink soda. Well, I'm just well, saying. But know. if they say if you're going to drink it or you're going to consume bad. it, if you're going to consume anything, consume the the original version. So in other natural, words, you know, yeah. well, not natural. Well, That's yeah, why I have natural sugar. What's one of What's one of the things that a lot of dieters look for? Fat-free like uh, dressings for salad. Mm -hmm. That's the worst thing you can you can put it. You can put on your salad. Just go for like you know. I'm, well, I'm, I'm okay. I, I'm, like, a, I'm a huge like I'm anything. A, I'm a huge consumer of like Ken's Italian dressing when I eat, when I uh, eat a salad. I'll only use Ken's original recipe. I will never put the light version or the fat-free uh, version. I'll only do uh, the original one. And you're very obese. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the point. Right. I mean, I, I mean, I used to be big. I used to be like 240 pounds years ago. But I was. What, I got to see a uh, picture. But, uh, but I looked. No, there's no pictures. Oh. I, <laughs> he deleted I, them. I, That's awesome. <laughs> at the time, I, I looked back at what I was what I was consuming. I was consuming a lot of like the diet cokes, the fat-free stuff, and it just I I never lost any weight. And as soon as I got rid of all that and switched to something like water, I drink water like it's going out of style. Thank you for that, by the way. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. And then you start to lose, you know, the pounds. But mm -hmm. you know, it's it's the same with everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I no longer buy like soda for my kids. All I do is I have water in the house. That's it. So. And what do they think? They drink the water. Good. Have you noticed a change at all? Yeah, they're happier. See, I like seltzer. They're more positive. I'll, I'll take the little bubblies, you know. But there's there's no sugar to it. There's no calories to it. It's just carbonated water. Yeah, carbonated water. You know, that's fine. It's good. Good for digestion. Yeah, it's good for digestion. They want something spicy. They can different. have tea or they can have coffee. Or they mm -hmm. can have carbonated water. No, no carbonated That's water. Spicy. I can't. Spicy water. 
What, what you have to do is you have to look, go back to our ancestors and ancestors. where we where we come from. And again, you know, I was fortunate enough to go. And by and, ancestors, and, you mean more no, than a hundred years ago? No, go back. No, no, just go back to your old country. Go back to Europe and see where what what people there the the you know the the. Uh, you indigenous know, the indigenous thank, thank you the indigenous <laughs> thank you which, on, on, on well the day after indigenous no actually no today's indigenous I'm just saying the people before coke and that was like about 100 years ago yeah go go what go to the old country and see what they what they're <laughs> very, consuming very on a daily true. basis you will never Coca-Cola, see anything fat free you this ne- is the perfect topic for columbus day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> indigenous people's day in boston columbus, columbus day columbus day it's indigenous uh, people's day in boston columbus day Yep. Oh, my anyway, friend politics. Michelle hates Columbus Day. Oh, God. Well, I mean, she's Native American, so she's got... I can understand where she's coming from. Oh, That's you, fine, but... you people came over and <laughs> totally wiped us out. out. <laughs> Screw you. you know? <laughs> but, oh, my gosh. So, um... Yes. Back Are you going to say tobacco? Pat, <laughs> Pat speaks. Pat so, smiled too for a second. When I yeah, read, right. When I read, oh, oh, there's again. another one. This oh, good. See, it's so God. good for the podcast <laughs> numbers. It's so good for our numbers. Look at that. We got Can two viewers smile? now. Look there at that. Um, <laughs> so, so, when I look at the definition, I think this is kind of a generic pipe tobacco definition. So, the question I'll pose to the board would be. If you were going into litigation to defend premium pipe tobacco, how would you define it? You put it in a pipe and smoke it. How would we define <laughs> premium pipe tobacco? Dave lost. Next. <laughs> I'm, 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 that's it. You put it in the pipe and you smoke it. It's premium pipe tobacco. Well, no, I mean, because even when you think about like the process that goes into like where cigars come from, where pipe tobacco comes from, like I think premium like also if you're looking at like a monetary standpoint the process for them to have farmers like working and growing this tobacco farmers that are cutting it that are rolling mm-hmm. it that's a premium process like mm-hmm. you know you you might have like some cigarettes for example cigarettes like like all of those like unhealthy mm-hmm. um tobaccos that are mass produced they're coming from who knows where it's just a bunch of leaf that's cut and there's additives and i think like premium denotes that there's a certain level of quality in the process that goes into premium cigar making or the lack thereof like there's no chemicals added there's no it is it is pure tobacco that is the ingredients are tobacco and water Mm -hmm. and whatever is cased or preserved Case well, or you know, topped think... with, <clears throat> case or topped, and and that's that's uh, you know, premium and, tobacco. And and tobacco that is meant to be enjoyed for the taste, for the smell, for the experience. Right. Not not for, as an addictive. Not for the addiction. Yes. Not for the habit of it. Not. It's just to be enjoyed. Yeah. With your five like senses. Like alcohol. You take the time to sit and enjoy this. Well, that's how they market alcohol. Remember because that? it that's, was something that, that was made, legally. again, by hand through a process where you may be using other things other than tobacco. Like, you know, um, last week we used Speakeasy, which has rum 
you know, encased in that. But alcohol is okay. And, mm-hmm. you know, so there's, you know, we've, we've done uh, recently on the show the latest iteration of, of, um, um, What's the summer blend from Cornell and Veal? The Sun Bear. The Sun Bear. Yeah. Sun Bear that has honey, that has tequila. Yeah, the lotus. Flower yeah. In it. Okay, so there's obviously things that you put in that, but those things are meant to help you enjoy the tobacco more, not to get blitzed, right. not to get drunk, not to get hooked, not to get, you know, they're, they're meant to make you have a tasting, smelling, all in all relaxing experience and to me that's 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 what ultimately it comes down to so if my question to the lawyers where where's where c.s is, lewis and toking drug addicts and i would say no if if you are smoking the tobacco to because you can't do you can't stop then what you're smoking isn't premium stuff or that's that's what you call a mental issue Mm-hmm. Addictive personality. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about this for a second. That's a personal Let's problem. Let's talk about this. <laughs> Thank talk you, about Brie. it for a Does, second. Do you know what? In 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 our shop, we call it dairy cherry. Mm-hmm. Dairy cherry. What is the what what is that? What is that tobacco infused with? Do you know what it is? God only knows. It's a it's a it's a cherry flavoring. Yes. It's not. Not real cherries. It's right? not real cherries. Okay. All right. So. Sorry. Would you consider that to be premium versus something like this? Oh, that's hard for me to answer. All right, let's let's take it up a notch. What because about what first... about what about the dark cherry one? Well, let's let's no, no just stick with the cherry. That's the the, the uh... well, what's that flavored with? That's what I'm saying. That's, that's, I don't. That's I think Stokeby. It's, that's Stokeby's Stok- cherry. Yeah, but still, I don't think he's not smoking it with cherries. You know? No, it's cherry flavoring. Right. It's infused with cherry. But I'm I'm just saying, but that it was more of a luxury tobacco than the other words, but it's still flavored with something artificial. Correct. So you would still consider that blend to be premium. So I'm saying if we consider that brand blend to be premium. I'm just asking, do you consider that to be premium? Yeah. Okay. Versus something like this, which has no artificial flavoring. It's all natural tobaccos this uh, this is definitely no matter what definition you make of premium tobacco this has to this has to fit because there there is nothing there's nothing artificial added, added to it too and the and the you know i i would assume that the well i guess that's the problem is assuming um the process that lane goes through to make the dairy cherry mm-hmm. i don't think would be any less inconspicuous than something like one Q. Well, it's it's Stokeby though. It, it doesn't matter. It, it, it is way, Stokeby. Stokeby makes the cherry. The dairy cherry. The dairy cherry. The okay. same company, Scandinavian Tobacco Group, makes Correct. both. Yes. Okay. So it, it, you know, so, it doesn't yeah. really matter who it is, but either either way, it's artificial, it's like, artificial yeah. flavoring added to a tobacco. And in this case, this is just well, pure tobacco. No, nothing artificially added to it. If you but, had a really good liquor, and they added an artificial blueberry take to it, would that make it any less a liquor? No. Or but so it, then is, it's the same is, thing. Is, is it a premium liquor though? It is, <laughs> because because people would still 
pay out the butt for it. It's still, if it had a, but, it's but like it, a, but it's it, like a Rolls Royce humidor. It's still a cigar. You're but paying fifty five thousand dollars for a piece of freaking trash because it says Rolls Royce on it. Okay, and that makes it premium because now it says Rolls Royce. Real feelings about the Rolls Royce humidor. All right. No, I mean we so go back to the cigar episode where we talked about the premium cigar. Uh, you know my views on 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 acid. Okay. I don't think they're premium because they're infused with all these herbalistic oils and flavorings and versus but, a, a, a 724. But that is your opinion. That is my opinion. All right. And but, that's but what that's what we're asking. He's asking. Legalese is he's not asking about the panel what our opinion is. What, what, what do we consider to be premium pipe tobacco? I consider this to be premium. So Why? you would consider dairy cherry to be not premium. Not premium because it's infused with, with artificial flavor. So devil's advocate. Since we're comparing liquor and tobacco, mm -hmm. there's something to be said about integrity. Do you, uh, would you ever in a million years see Weller, see like anything from the Buffalo Trace Distillery, like Michter's even, adding an infused bourbon to their collection? No, no. I don't. Exactly. I don't so, because they have a. Exactly. They, they have. They are, the they, are, they, are, they, are, they are. They are. They are considered premium. to be high esteem. I never see them coming out with bubblegum bourbon. <laughs> exactly. And and well. They Which certainly can, but I mean, but, but they, never, I, I, they never will. Why? Because they are, they are looked upon as being they have the top, for themselves. top yes. distilleries yes. in the world. Touche. Mm -hmm. I get your point. Point taken. So, okay. so in that definition, no dairy, cherry, with artificial flavoring, yes, would not be considered. Now, premium. here's yes. the thing: what is artificial flavoring? Anything that's not natured. Okay, so for instance. So if if they have to chemically make it in a lab and add it to it, yeah, it's artificial. Right. So 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 if they like were able to do it naturally, like, something like Barbary Coast, which has bourbon added to it, is that bourbon, no though. longer premium? No, tobacco? but it's it's, it's bourbon. Because bourbon is natural. Bourbon. But what if it's a blueberry bourbon? Well, so that that well, brings then. it to that too. Do they make okay. natural with ingredients? It. Because is the blueberry yeah. real blueberries or is it blueberry flavoring? So, Right. Well, that's, now, that they're in the so if we take this the seven the seven twenty four, and we put our dog walkers in it, it tastes like blueberries. Well, Is that blueberry flavoring artificial? No, no because it's no. because of the, of the process that it took to right. get to it's that. It's still point. a premium cigar, right? Correct, because right. they're not adding blueberries to the seven twenty four. Right, but they got the walkers. blueberry taste anyways. Correct. So if they could do that and make a cherry, then it would be premium. But we need to find out how, what their process is in order to. Well, that's that not the point. The point is, is that is that the cherry tobacco is not premium because it's not natural. It's so it, I'm agreeing with you. Dave, Dave is saying that if you could make that cherry flavor, yep, through some process, yeah, that. Was like stuffing it, stuffing it into an old 724 bottle of, of, of that stuffing into something that left the flavor. Correct. Of yeah. Then, then that's premium. Then, then. that's fine. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. Exactly yeah. right. Natural. Exactly right. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Or yes. taking taking like cherry concentrate. Yeah. Natural cherry juice. Yeah. And then that's not. Tobacco. That's yeah. not. Yeah. As long that's, as that's not like that's a chemically that's altered. Not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Are we helping you out at all? Uh, you, you're very quiet with your own question. This is supposed to be you leading the conversation. I feel uh, like I'm doing everything. Yes, I'm question. listening to what you're saying, and I'm going to try and. He's stay. a good lawyer. He's I'm listening. Try and lawyers stay. don't. <laughs> lawyers don't listen. They say what the. Well, fuck. I'm constructing. That's an what they do. They have let's, to listen on. first. They, let, they say what the facts. Well, I'm waiting okay. until. <laughs> I'm, wa I'm waiting until you guys are done. He's like E.F. Hutton. When people talk, I'm, he listens. I'm, like, I'm actually going to try and take a stab at my question of what you would define it as. Because mm -hmm. so far, I haven't had a definition set yet. 
Oh, we haven't. Okay. We haven't. We've been debating what is. Yeah. So that's why I'm taking what you're saying, and I'm going to try to. No a one premium else tobacco do it. is something that is naturally created, and or naturally flavored, and not artificial. That's my that's my definition of it. If you're adding anything artificial to the tobacco, it's no longer premium. Dan. What's your definition of artificial? Something that's not man-made. Something that's something that's made in a lab. Yeah. Or or in a kitchen somewhere. Like meth. Okay. So, <laughs> so if I took if I took one part brown sugar and one part white sugar and one part water, mixed it together and and heated it up and made syrup out of that, mm -hmm. would that be natural or not? It would be natural, but most definitely would not but be no, premium. No, no, but, no, no would but, that be but, natural or not? Because as long I as made it's not it up. No, because you're not. You're you're creating something to add to it to add to the tobacco. The tobaccos itself are are, I guess, in a sense, uh, marrying as 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 Pat would say, together to create that that taste and aroma. They're not. They're not being added. There's nothing added to it that you're creating in a lab to with to get you addicted, to, corn get you syrup. addicted to it, not, or to not, create not, a problem with with your health with it. Or well, to, how many people come in and ask for dairy cherry all the time? We have a lot of people coming in and ask for that. Why? Because yes. they love the cherry flavor. Right. It's kind of like to me. It's kind of like the the the, the, the crack the, of pipe tobacco. Yeah. Exa sorry. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the black cherry that that. One from Gareth Hogarth, and now what we have with the Cornell American Deal. Yeah, what's what is that? That stuff is like crack. Yeah, it's but what is what is that? What is that made with? What is that made with? I, I have no idea. But when I taste it, when I smell it, when I smoke it, it really does evoke real fresh black cherry flavor. So, what about so Bob's chocolate flake? So that's Bob's Bob's chocolate flake. That's for everyone else but the person that's smoking it. So the person, the people that are walking into the room, they're like, "Wow, that smells like chocolate." And you're like, "Wow, it's like a good Virginia," you know. I mean, and I think that's the same with uh, the dark cherry. I don't really taste that much cherry while I'm smoking it, but the room smell is quite different. I like to know if they have uh, high fructose corn syrup in the uh, dairy cherry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, hey, someone's got to use it. You know how much corn is wasted in this country? Yeah. You got to put it in our gasoline tank, you know? So, so Bree, what would you say? For the definition of yes. premium tobacco? Yes. Save us. From right. a psychological standpoint. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's like cognac how do you feel, where Brie? the region makes a difference, but I'm going to have to say that premium tobacco is maybe... Um, no, premium to pipe tobacco. Oh, okay. Premium pipe tobacco. That's a little more complicated. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to say that premium pipe tobacco is um, tobacco meant to be smoked in a loose leaf format that is procured from a source possibly coming from specific regions um, meant to be enjoyed with no additives. So what That's is loose leaf? And um, loose. No, what well, additives? Be specific. I'm asking the questions here, Dave. <laughs> well, you could you could, you could add you could add you could add rum as a nope. topping. Unnatural. Well, okay, so yeah, so. Well, first, first, what not... is loose leaf? Uh oh. So okay, rum loose does leaf. not occur in nature. Like, well, so it... you you have black Irish X. So what is loose leaf? 
Okay, so yeah, maybe that's the confounding variable. No, but it's okay because, because we can chop up the black Irish X. That's true. To a loosely. So that's more of a secondary. That's a secondary definition. one. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. Okay, so maybe we just cut off the format altogether, but the fact that it's meant to be enjoyed as a loose leaf in a loose leaf format. So regardless of where the origin came from, it's meant to be enjoyed right. in loose leaf format. So if you take that rope and put it in your pipe and smoke it, you will be arrested. Yes. <laughs> well, how about so, if you how about if you fold the the coin slices into your bowl? It's not loose that's leaf. That's what I was going to say. It's it's just folded in there, so it's not considered loose leaf. It's just a coin <laughs> slice that's smoked in your pipe in your bowl. So meant to be enjoyed in a pipe, but that's kind of very specific too. It could be loose you know? leaf if you if you chop it up, but Yeah. But so, I, I get your point, but you said about no additives. Are you saying that mm -hmm. if they add rum to the tobacco, real rum, it's, rum. it's not considered premium? So, <laughs> no, actually, that's a valid point. So maybe no unnatural, because technically rum is naturally occurring. Correct. It's so rum. if you were to take, like, <laughs> really? a, God forbid, like a grape-flavored rum, God it would void out the process. That the grape wouldn't be a from? natural additive. Probably just a yeah. corn, high, high fructose corn syrup. So probably I I would say like um like only naturally occurring additives. So um I don't that's a complicated definition. Naturally that's created a complicated definition. additives. Cuz so um, what do you what do you think uh, Pat have we helped out at all? Oh, Dave's got to go so. Um yeah, so it's just, <laughs> it's, um, yeah, so here's my thought on that. So I it would really, be, it would what? be, you What's know, the question? Like, loose tobacco <laughs> in a bowl that can be, you know, augmented with natural flavorings, casings, or toppings. Using the pipe terms there. Um, so, in other words, uh, natural, i.e., being something that is created through also natural means, like as in maybe fermenting the tobacco with orange peels, or in a bourbon barrel, or you know, or barrels. adding bourbon or tequila or spirit or alcohol to the fermentation of the cigar or the casing or the topping of so the cigar. So something, some topping so, that does not need to be produced in a lab under certain scientific Well, conditions. you know, bourbon in everything, you know, is kind of produced in a lab per se, but it's not... But you're not... You're not, you're not adding... Not you're, you're controlling natural occurrence. You're right. not right. adding something to a natural occurrence and altering it. There's no... There's no alteration like you're not adding die number 47 or something like that right yeah yeah I, I would agree with that so like tobacco that's undergone a natural process yes there you go to achieve finality so mm -hmm. based off of the feedback i was given i'm going to use the template that they use for the premium cigar and then try and articulate a pipe tobacco definition and then we can critique that and see if that's kind of on it or again i'm not fishing on it with pipes so i'll probably you be a little bit wrong be. You but will be. so i would say that it is 100 percent light tobacco that is hand harvested and cured by either hand or hand assisted tools um it is 100% tobacco flavor or natural flavoring. 
and then the weight would be whatever you would weigh. Well, I already have a problem with what you're saying. What if I wanted to add cigar leaf to my tobacco product? It's not premium. See? Under my definition. Well, what, Under your what, definition, what, it's not premium. Is there a pipe tobacco that uses? Yes. 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 yes there yeah, are. we use there's Plenty. a couple of them. Yeah. Yes. yes. Well, then I would. It's also part of our components, but too. But that leaf would also be like any cigar leaf. Natural. Natural. So then I would say it would have to be. Tobacco. No, Just use I would, no, you wouldn't want to say that. Tobacco. I'd say it has to be, you'd have to split it up. Like it has to be at least 70% light tobacco. Why? And 30% or 30%. No. Because I, I don't, cause the thing, what, what if you have a pipe tobacco that uses all dog tobacco? Then it might you know be I mean? fucking good. Who knows? Well, that's how they do, um, <laughs> wait, that's how they <laughs> classify <laughs> like bourbon and rye good. too. So think about it. Comparing to liquor again in the liquor world, it's not necessarily like a bad or good thing, but you know how rye has a higher mash bill of like corn versus wheat and mm -hmm. then bourbon has this mash bill and like the definition of what each one scotch bourbon rye is depends on that percentage of product so maybe the industry will go in that direction saying like in english or not yeah we already got that like yeah exactly and then i would yeah. just add that its sole purpose is to be smoked in a traditional pipe with a bowl for the purpose of aroma Therapy. taste yeah. and enjoyment mm. not, not for, for not for habit or addiction right mm -hmm. I don't think you need to put that in. No glass bowl. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why I say only Groovy. natural flavors instead of saying no unnatural flavors is because at least with this definition, if you're debating whether something's natural or not, it doesn't say no unnatural. So it kind of opens you up to be able to debate that yeah. this isn't unnatural. You know what I mean? Yep. All right. Well, it's been know. 45 minutes, and I'm I'm already at the end of my bowl, so we got to we got to. Let's do a I'm little not. would you rather question here. Ooh, would, would you rather? Uh, go. Here's the thing, and we're going to start with you, Pat. Oh, because why not? Pat, why not? Would you rather, Pat, be in jail for one year? Ooh, stretching this finger. Hearing Nick say another day, another spring, every day for 365 days in a row, or be alone on a desert island for five years where you had to fend for yourself and do everything for yourself. I would say... Wow, that's kind of an easy answer for me. Yeah, I'd say be alone on a desert island for five years. <laughs> we love you, Nick. They're not going to... I mean, you'd go insane. <laughs> Nick, you've been thrown under the bus. Oh, isn't that what like they used to do? The island there? has no cigars for you to smoke, but Jill does. Well, you know what? Maybe I can grow something. <laughs> I got a lot of time on my hands. Oh, isn't that what they, a, a, an old form of torture to like condition people as having like different sayings being like rung in your ears Propaganda? for a long period of time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the media? It's like brainwashing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna day, like, another spoke. Ending is better than ending. I'll probably leave the slammer day, like, being spoke. like another Nick. Like, yeah. another day, everything's another municipal, great cigar, I smoked everything. <laughs> I smoke it all the time. Let me tell you, 
Smoke it if you got it. I've been pepper yeah. sprayed. I've been, I've been pepper, pepper sprayed, sprayed a lot over the last few years. And let me tell you, it ain't cool. It was very municipal. <laughs> Pat does not want to be a subject of operant conditioning, very apparently. So, <laughs> Dave, what about you? A year in prison? For five years, five, you, you look five like, years you, alone. You, 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 look look like an, you look like an you inmate like right now. Five, five years alone. I'm all set with the sphincter stretching that goes along with that. I'm all set. Yep, alone, in solitude. Yes, Dave, you don't understand. You have to create shelter. You have, I'm good with that. You actually have to you work, Dave. I'll, I'll have tight poop. You That's don't good. have your phone. That's cool. I'll do no phone, no Xbox, no nothing. Me and God. He I'm watches down. a lot really? of naked and afraid, all right? Mm. Nobody's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Bree, what about you? Are you naked and afraid, or are you with Nick? I mean, both both are, <laughs> both are good for, ca- for um, character for development, but <laughs> at the end of the day, assuming there's no extreme extenuating circumstances that will impact my survival on the island, then... There's no, the There's no guarantee. Like, think about it. Those like killer coconut crabs that like come for killer you in the dead of night. There's no guarantee. Ah, or ah. the cannibals that live on that island in well, Papua I would rather die on an island of paradise <laughs> than freaking die in a jail of yeah. abuse. Okay? Yep. Hello? That's valid. <laughs> so same. Same. Gonna have to agree with that. Where's your where's your cavil? I don't have it. Oh. You didn't give it to me. And, it, five, and wait, so the other thing is do you know that you're only there for five years or is it unknown? Five years. Five no, years. but like are you aware of that? No. Okay. So But would you rather yeah. be in jail for a year? Well you can count. Well, you, you know can what? choose. You well, can well, choose. Well. I'm either gonna be in jail for a year. Or I'm going to be on a desert island alone for five. Do years. I get to choose a jail? No. Well, no, then no. 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 <laughs> I'm no. on it could, Paradise it, Island, it, man. It could be maximum security. <laughs> That's um, new. Yeah. It's Paradise Island. I would choose maximum security because at least then the food's good. Yeah, but, and what's the climate um, like on this island? Is how does like, he know the know, food's rainy? good Is in it? a maximum security prison? Could be it's maximum it, security. It could be Antarctica. Man. Oh, jeez. That is an island. Well, you, you, if you're there for five years, it's assumed that you have a high probability of living if you take the right escapades. So, yes. Antarctica? Antarctica is not so, one of those. Something tells if me I take the right escapade, I <laughs> yeah. shall be correct. I'll take escapade B, please. We're going to go up to a bear and disembowel it and be like, oh, and I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Paul, what about you? I would absolutely do the five years on the island. No yeah, problem. Yeah, after no all of problem. his, after all of his chagrin. No, no problem. Yeah. So we I'm, all hate people. We all. Yes. <laughs> no. I would do the same thing. I would do the same thing because a, I'm not going to listen to say to Nick say another day another smoke for 365 days in a row. That's not That's the problem. Wait, no, that is jail is the problem. That's one of the problems. It's one of the problems. Jail is the problem. And then listening to Nick is not the problem. If it was jail just... without that in my ear, I'd I'd take the jail. It's <laughs> it's literally hearing that nonstop. How, no, no, how, hey, how would you sleep? You work at Twin, so you already experience Whoa, that every day. Like, that. Let's stop that now, right dead? now. So, so uh-huh. you've been in jail for the last few years, technically experiencing that. Yes. <laughs> we all have. Mm-hmm. And we'd rather pick a desert island. Yep. <laughs> there you go. All right. So that's our episode for tonight. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, no, I certainly did. I think Paul did too. Did too. Yes, Pat might have too. Pa- so, Pat we don't know. His face is expression. He's a really good cigar. He's today. getting violent now. 
<laughs> Can you smile for us, Pat? Pat, smash! You have an opus on you? <laughs> nope. No. Maybe next week. I thought that I thought that was better than an opus. So I said some. I was a loose loose sum. Oh, right. That's not what I heard. Not what I heard. Totally I heard that was the best cigar he's ever smoked. the rest of my cigar. I smoked my entire oh, you're pipe. You're the audience great, right now. But I am taking my cigar <laughs> home tonight. Mm, mm. It's going to be good. Now <laughs> next week. Um, we are getting ready for our uh, an Aladino event that we're yeah, having yeah. at the shop, and yes. we're going to be smoking Aladino. the Aladino Rare Corojo Figurado, which is really a torpedo, a box-press torpedo, and I'm really looking forward to that. And next week, we're also going to be doing a special show with Husto Aroa from Era from uh, Aladino, which you will not see until a later date, to be determined. Yes, we'll be we'll be filming it, but we'll be putting it up a little bit later. But if you want to be there, it's going to be on Friday the 22nd. And it's going to be good. But at the Aladino next Monday, the next uh, <laughs> the next Monday, Aladino Rare Crow Figurado and GLP's Jackknife Nice is going to be on next week. So if you like medium plus to full-bodied stuff, next week is going to be a great, great week to be on board with us people. We hope you're with us. Until then, thanks for watching tonight, and that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. Rolling with the top down.